Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and today is part two of my interview with Adam Franklin. He is the president and the creative director at Creative Chop Studios, and he has also done motion graphics for the films on trailers such as Iron Man 2. Enjoy. Um, so yeah, so doing my research, I, I found that you worked on uh, Why Did I Get Married, the trailer, uh, trailer two, I think it was. Was that your first trip? Was that your first trailer mm. with your stuff in it? What a question. What a great question. I don't remember, sadly. Like, <laughs> so one thing, and this was one reason that I actually got excited about moving into uh, trailers and television spots and things like that versus working on an actual feature film, because with my skill set coming out of college, I could have tried to go after the Pixar and the Blue Sky Studios and these places that were putting out the actual feature films. Mm. But the more that I talked to people who actually did it, I realized, do I really want to sit in my cubicle for six months on one shot? And I'm only doing the animation of one shot or whatever it is, right? Because these talented yeah. artists are very, very, very good, but they also are focused on the nuance. And it takes so long to do it that... To me, that sounded like it would be absolutely horrible. So yeah. I feel like I actually fell into something great for me, which was in TVs and trailers, you're not finishing all of these, right? But you are presenting as a vendor to these uh, to the studios. And as you are doing all of this, you could be working on a comedy, you could be working on a horror film, you could be working on an indie film, a blockbuster, all this stuff. And it's all going on at one time. So within six months, I might work on five to 10 different movies and to me, that was so wonderful because every single time I'd walk into the office, all the other problems aside, every time I walk into the office, it was always something new and exciting and another problem to solve and another way that I could expand my talents and my you know creativity and things like that. So to answer your question on why did I get married, uh, that was definitely a finish for me, but I cannot remember if it was the first one. We uh, okay. when, I first, when I first got there, they pretty much had me as a glorified, glorified secretary, um, which actually was not a horrible thing. And yeah. what they came up with, they said, look, uh, you need to do all the PA stuff. You need to answer the doors, all these kinds of things. And mm -hmm. you have to you know, do these things to kind of earn your stripes. But if you have extra time, if we have uh, graphics that come in, then you can go ahead and work on them and we'll see what's going on there. And so what I ended up doing was staying late. There's a lot of that in this, uh, a lot of staying late, a lot of extra hours. And then a lot of my graphics started finishing and started going to finish for television spots and things like that. And to the point where it actually moved me out of that role pretty quickly after about six months into being full-time motion graphics for them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was, it was really fun. Actually, the more I think back on it with being a, you know, I would call it a PA at the time because answering the door and random people would show up that, you know, a little starstruck about and things like that. But then also being able to run posters because back then there's no digital where we're sending files digitally. And so I would grab a big beta tape and, you know, we would record the spots and I would run that over to Paramount. And so I would be able to go in and out of these lots and getting to see Paramount and Warner Brothers and running up and down Santa Monica Boulevard. And, you know, at the time it was very stressful, but it taught me so much about the city I was living in. It helped me fall in love with Los Angeles, but also helped me uh, learn about the studios, the way the studios worked 
and just learning a whole lot of things I wouldn't have if I'd just been in a cubicle doing motion graphics. So that was, that was beneficial there. Talk a little bit about the turnaround. Like what was like, I imagine that has changed a lot Mm -hmm. since then. What, what was, what was it like then? Like when you would work on something, like how long would it take? It's a good question. Everything compared to now. Right. Right. Every, everything in that industry has to be done yesterday is kind of the feel uh, with, with everything that you're doing. And so we, (laughs) so turnaround wise, it really would be project dependent, but on the average, on the normal, we would probably, let's say we got a project in on a Monday and we were getting the dailies from a movie that was being filmed. The editors would take the dailies and start cutting together. They would make an assembly of different clips and different areas that we think would be highlighted for the trailer, things like that. And then I would start doing research on past movies in the same genre to get a good idea of what's going to look, have the same fit and feel as that, mm-hmm. but also to make sure that I'm not fully copying something that's already been done so that we could put a new spin on it, that kind of thing. And then we would usually present three to five different looks, uh, usually animated within three days, something like that. Um, And then depending on how it would come back with notes, they would start marching different areas in different ways. And then we narrow it down, narrow it down and hopefully get the finish on it. So one of those projects can take the initial push usually is within about a week to get everything out, including cuts. And unless it's a theatrical trailer, that does take longer. And then mm. the the finish could be a month later, three months later, depending on how many rounds it goes and depending on all the audience testing and things like that. Uh, but I would say the way it's changed now is everything is so much more expedited when it comes to delivery and there's no cost involved or very minimal cost involved in, capac- mm-hmm. in comparison to getting a messenger to deliver across Los Angeles, this tape package or this film poster or whatever it is. And so I think there is even an added urgency on top of it now because everybody, uh, you know, one of the big things that people do instead of waiting for notes, a lot of the execs um, from marketing at different studios will actually fiber in and watch and edit live. And so they can give notes on the fly live instead of writing down all these notes that have to be interpreted by a producer, brought in that kind of thing. So I think the speed, just like with anything, technology has taken a lot of the barriers away and brought the cost down a lot. So I would say the speed now is probably even that much faster than it was at that time when it comes to what the studio is expecting. Do you like having somebody that is watching it as you're doing the cut or do you find that (laughs) stressful very stressful very stressful i think the one place that i like it more is when i'm more in the managerial uh Mm -hmm. frame of mind that i am now versus back then uh when when because now we don't have this uh we don't have a lack of communication or a mix-up in communication a lot of times that would happen when you have a producer who is saying one thing and they've interpreted it completely differently than what the person wanted. And then you give all these creative people, these small sets and ideas of which way they can go and they go with it. And then it comes back and it's not anything close to what they wanted. So like, what are you talking about? This is not what we agreed on. Exactly. Okay, no, this is what you said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think a lot of the miscommunications have been taken out of the fold, but uh, I'm very, very glad I never had to edit or do motion graphics with somebody over my shoulder fibering in that was the actual end person. 
Yeah, that would to me that just sounds horrible. (laughs) No, don't do that. Do that. That's right. A lot of uh, performance anxiety there. (laughs) You're just like talk about some of the trailers that you've worked on, some theatrical trailers. Sure. Uh, so let's see some of the trailers and then I'll, I'll roll TV spots into here as well. And okay. just for a little understanding with your audience, uh, to help understand this, uh, trailer is built first and then they usually do cut downs of the trailer for television spots. And by television now, that means social, that means everywhere, that kind of thing. And then from that, then you can get a lot more creative with the trailers because then you're basing it on specific marketing guidelines, specific demographics that you're trying to hit. So a tra- uh, trailer is going to play for the general audience and and you do have marketing guidelines there but tv spots you might have one that you're cutting for a football crowd versus you know somebody watching lifetime or whatever it is to, to interesting push. so 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 that's something so when you would do a, a tv spot for like a film you would have in mind that this tv spot is for this specific demographic of this audience yes very much so so yeah cool. so the the marketing department at the studios would come up with we need a 30 second spot and it's going to play during nfl football for these weeks and so yeah. then they would give us all the demographics of age and gender and you know all that kind of stuff and that's what we had to kind of drive it towards and know that it was kind of coming out and then a lot of times we wouldn't know where it's going to show so we wouldn't know football, but it is for males 28 to 35 and okay. that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, that, that stuff, if you don't know who you are marketing things for, if you don't know who your audience is and who you're trying to push it towards, you are just burning money and throwing it yeah. just out into the universe and hoping it hits the right spots. And it's gotten even worse now because yeah. so many eyeballs are pulled so many different ways now that you have to be so strategic in marketing when it comes to any video. Well, look at what, what they've done now. They have the, um, a teaser for a teaser for a trailer. Yeah. There's a five second trailer, part of a trailer <laughs> that's going to release the actual trailer, the full trailer, like on Thursday. So they'll right. do Tuesday and then Thursday they'll release the whole thing. So it's like a trailer on top of a trailer. It's Oh man, it is. <laughs> it, it, it It's become a bit ridiculous when it comes to, uh, we as a society, yeah. when it comes to our, uh, uh, attention levels. Did films have like these now they have like they have the teaser trailer, then they have the first trailer and then they have the second trailer. Right. Was it still was that still being done at that point in time? Was uh, it yes. On? So most films would all films would have a trailer to market behind. Right. Uh, but I would yeah. say those with a little bit bigger budget would end up having the teaser. And a lot of times the teaser was to kind of like wet the whistle six to 12 months out before they had actually gotten all the footage shot, that kind of thing. So I think that's a little bit more of when the teaser would play. And then I think I was reading, I don't know, um, somewhere random, random thoughts here. Uh, the first television spots came for Jaws. That was the first one that did really? a, f- so I, from what I was reading, there were other, uh, there were maybe like one or two television commercials for movies before then, but Jaws was the first television campaign where they actually brought out don't quote me on it. I'd have to cite my sources, but I, I mean, that, seeing that. that that makes sense because I mean, a lot of people look at pointed jaws and call that the um, the beginning of the blockbuster, the summer blockbuster movie mm-hmm. like that did so well that that's kind of like, oh, let's do it every time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Except for this year where we have only two movies. <laughs> I know, out right. Next year. 
It'll be like yeah. this year, the summer movies too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we could do an absolute full podcast on the uh the industry as a whole right now versus even 10 or 15 years ago. It's uh it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so talk about like specifically, like what are what are some trailers that you um sure so trailers and things that i did graphics on so when i bring up these this is more um i i was not a film i'm sorry i was not a editor i was motion graphics mm -hmm. artist so that means anytime you would see the logos the titles the cards that come in between also visual effects that they hadn't put in that we would just go ahead and put in for the trailer or for the television spots um i would handle a lot of that kind of stuff too uh let's see so Oh, the fighter is one that uh, I liked. It was very simple, but um, that was a fun one to do. That was one that we got all the finishes on. Um, I could go down a list of, I'll, I'll just list off a lot of the different ones. And this means television or theatrical, because I don't remember which ones we ended up doing. Uh, so uh, let's see, Iron Man 2, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Inglorious Bastards, G.I. Joe, um, public enemies with uh Johnny Depp. Let's see, uh, the King's Speech, Winner's Bone, um, the good really? guys. Winter's Bone, yep, yep. That uh, early before uh, Jennifer Lawrence uh, uh really took yeah. off, yep. It was one I, of the I remember saying that. Oh, really? Oh, nice. It. it was, yeah. it was, a, it was like, wow, what is this? This is. When you have a film like that, that's like kind of a, a critical darling. I mean, it did very well on the um, the award circuit. I think that's yes. kind of how it built its its notoriety. Not necessarily the it did go to the Academy Awards and, and that's it. But I think originally it did well, like it like Sundance and around those those small. When you have something like that, do when you're uh, when they're creating a trailer, or you're you're doing something. Talk a little bit about the different tones that you would do. Now, this kind of goes back to what you were saying, the demographics. Right. Is is that where, like, you know, you kind of go, okay, we need to, because you'll see that with a lot of, like, art house films. They'll put a critic's review in there. So-and-so said this, best right. movie ever, you know? Right. Like, you don't see that with um, an Iron Man 2 trailer. They don't say, you know, uh, Ebert's <laughs> no longer with us, but, like, you know. He used to have like the thumbs up thing. I mean, like you you didn't yeah. see that in the superhero movies. They just kind of were like, but you would see that in the is is that something that you they would they would talk to you about? Like what? Oh, absolutely. Once we had the scripts ready for the uh for the spots, uh that that was almost a given. If you were doing an indie movie that had legs, if you were doing any movie that they knew was going to be critically acclaimed and would probably do well at the different festivals or had done well at the festivals, and that's why it got bought and now is getting distributed, uh, you would absolutely uh, get the different quotes and then the producer would come in, choose which ones. But a lot of times we would build out all the quotes. That way they would have it ready in graphic form. And so then they could just put in what they wanted if they needed to switch some out, that kind of thing. Um, it's funny they, they used to, we used to do a lot more critic review spots, even for blockbusters, but I think that all kind of, I won't say all fell off, but that, yeah. that tone and that idea of how you present marketing for it. Um, I don't think people do anywhere near as much as back then. No, but it, it's, it's kind of a, the end of an era for that was there's so many, not anybody can be a critic mm -hmm. and, you know, it's with like rotten tomatoes and stuff. They really just show the, the top score. Right. And if it does well. Right. If it doesn't do well, they're not gonna 
three <laughs> percent uh rotten tomatoes exactly it's awful come see it yeah. <laughs> like, then, I'm gonna, then i'm gonna put that in there but, exactly uh, <laughs> but like we don't have those like you know you've had like what leonard malton uh, mm. you know ebert you know the, the one the entertainment weekly like we don't have those people that really hold that kind of weight near peter travers of uh right was it rolling, rolling stone? stone yep yeah like they don't really have that anymore it's it's really just kind of a you know now a lot of people are looking at what the audience says and then what the critic says because a lot of people have kind of figured out that you know a lot of the critics are in on it and they're like right you know i'm not gonna base and now with rising costs of, of going to see the movies i mean now it's like you know it could be thirty dollars you know just on one oh, yeah. seat you know because they've you know they've kind of i don't know if you've seen the they have the seats now that move or whatever and it's almost like a a disney world thing yeah after yeah the, the novelty runs off after after a while like all right you know i just kind of want to listen here I, I was going to ask, have you ever done those? I've saw those. Like the I've, IMAX I've ones, they have like the spray that'll miss you and I, wind. If there's a movie like that, I think that will uh, benefit. I'll go and I'll, I'll go and see it. But yeah, sometimes you'll see it. It's like this movie really wasn't meant for this. <laughs> like there's nothing <laughs> to do with it. Like there's a reason the Carowinds rides are like only, um, you know, three minutes or so. Well, once right. and get on there, but like the novelty it's kind of like but it's funny like um i remember when i saw black widow the the, the seats like falling in the air and the seats are just going nuts you wow. know it's like but it's it's fun um with your kids i would i would be careful because i mean it's it, it's kind of rough i don't know why they haven't done seat belts but but getting back to my point i mean they've sure. raised the stakes of you know movies i mean soon enough you know it's just gonna be here it's like okay act out the movie <laughs> yeah yeah virtual reality i think is gonna is gonna be the next yeah. wave maybe i don't know nobody knows but it's because you need like i mean how are you going to compete with people they're just going to go well, i'll just watch it at home why do i want right. to you know you've got kids you know you've got a wife you're going to drag everybody out there they're going to yep. want popcorn you want this get him to the seat. I got to go to the bathroom, do this. You know, it, it's almost like a chore. And I'm like, we're just sitting here. Yeah. Then you have to deal with the people who don't understand that, you know, this isn't their living room. <laughs> decide, oh, I'll take a phone call in the middle of this movie. And it's like, seriously? Really? That, that is probably the most frustrating part. After you've spent that much money to get there and do yeah. all of that, and then it's like, really? Really? And you, and you can't do anything. You can't go to the, like, you know, the people they're just like well you know we'll we'll kick them out of it and they're not gonna do anything they're not (laughs) it's like how we treated tsa before you know i mean they you know it's like they're not looking for things i mean now they are but you know it's it's so exactly (laughs) um you're still there am i understanding that you you worked with uh a wrestler or something there there was a, a wrestler or something yeah. interesting. tell yes. me a little bit about that yeah yeah absolutely no that's a wonderful part of the story because uh when i was at verb the first place uh i would say that my work conditions were probably less than uh great uh i was tested many 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 times on do you really want to do this adam do you really do you really want this and uh, a lot of craziness wait, wait. was happening there 
give give an example of like just so people understand like what okay. those tests are like okay so yeah. at one point uh this company was amazing for what they did which we were focused on um uh the marketing and branding feature film and television for the urban and latino populations and so it was a very niche company and mm. They, they were well-connected, did very well with what they were doing. What they weren't good at was money management or business management. So the best example I can give is that myself and one of my really good buddy freelance editors, uh, we, by the time I could see the writing on the wall that this was the end of this company, at the on every Friday, there would not be enough money in their bank account to pay our checks and for both of us. And so every Friday at lunch, when the clock would strike for lunch, we would both race and we have good laughs about it nowadays, but we both would race to their specific bank, knowing which one they actually banked at physical bank. They banked at and whoever found parking ran in and got there first. Usually their check, our check would clear and the other persons would usually bounce. And we did that for a number of times. <laughs> So when you're at that stage and at that point in yeah. early in your career and the place you're working for, um, you realize that uh, <laughs> this isn't normal. <laughs> Relying on who gets to the bank first to see. That's right. That's money know. in the thing. That's right. Because the other guy, you know, if you try it and it bounces, that's that's like a $30 fee. You know what I mean? So, yeah, oh, so would you be like sitting there and be like. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to go to the bathroom just a second. We got yeah. three minutes left. I'll go out the back. I'll go out the back door. Yeah. Go down the back. Wait, quit there. He's he's trying to get to the bank. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that leads to the question about the wrestler. So uh, yeah, yeah, un under all of these, under all of this, these circumstances and uh, just being very overworked and tired and all these things, what I always did was. I kept my focus and realized this is a passion of mine and this will end eventually and something will happen eventually. And when I didn't think anybody was watching, I kept pushing and being first one there, last one out, like all the things that we know are the great ways to become successful in anything that you do. Well, little announced to me, uh, there actually was somebody watching and it was actually a senior editor who was a, a freelance or maybe it was full-time, doesn't matter. Anyway, senior editor there. And he actually was very quiet, roamed the halls and didn't talk a whole lot. And, you know, he was very uh, to himself. And uh, for a long time, I didn't even know if he even liked me or not. So the uh, <laughs> just trying to get a gauge on everything, right? Well, come to find out, he was very well connected in the industry with other guys that he'd gone to art school with and things like that. And when this company went under, uh, he made the jump to another company that was much more successful and at that time. And he actually brought up my name as uh, a person to fill a very important role at this company as they were bringing up a video side, a video uh, and film side of their department. And so uh, the wrestler's name, I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go wrestler name on this one. So if you guys have ever heard of Ricky Ataki, uh, Ricky Ataki yeah, is a guy that I owe a good amount of my career to. Um, he, uh, he was short lived, I think in the wrestling scene there, but, uh, he, he wrestled some pretty big guys from what I remember. And the funny thing was, was that I always thought that was a rumor in the halls. Like somebody told me yeah. that 
in his past life, he was a wrestler. And we were all like, yeah, whatever. He's, yeah. <laughs> then we actually, somebody looked it up and was like, dude, you were a wrestler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. And we're really so, good friends. So was this way. like, so is this like in the eighties? Was he was he wrestling like in the yeah? 80s, I think maybe? he was in like the eighties, uh, early nineties, probably. Uh, I would have to go back and look and see the the different people he was wrestling. But yeah, he did that and then got into uh, editing and uh, took off from there. But we've worked at other places together since then, and yeah, yeah. really, really good friend, and we have a good laugh about the days uh, at that first company. <laughs> so he gave so he gave you that kind of old. Uh wrestler cold stare he doesn't let you know what you're thinking of you and then he oh he does like me absolutely absolutely One he does see something in me because he's like because <laughs> yeah when you're in the wrestling business um i did a podcast where we talked about professional wrestling so oh, I'm, nice. I'm very i know tons of stuff about professional wrestling so when you told me that i'm like oh yeah he probably you know is like yeah, he's not going to let you know anything because they're so used to just keeping everything close to the chest where like yeah. nothing is because they've been because back in those days, you know, it's it's very similar to what you had to do with, you know, at the job. You know, you didn't know if you were gonna get paid, you don't know if your the check's gonna bounce, you don't know right anything, you know? Yeah. It's like they yeah. might just say, Yeah, we don't have the money today. Uh the house wasn't good. Oh, right. I guess I won't eat today. <laughs> 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 so that's okay that about does it for part two of my interview with adam franklin i hope you enjoyed it i want to thank him personally as always you can find me at justin yachts please like share and subscribe and consider checking out the youtube channel and i will see you next time on the dmf <laughs>